Hi everyone, welcome to Cancer Healing Journey Talks. Myself Sunali Modi from Community Outreach Team of Zenonco.io and Love Heals Cancer. Cancer Healing Journey Talks help cancer survivors and caregivers to share their story with vast number of caregivers and survivors who have traveled or been traveling to this journey. It also motivates and inspires them for their faster recovery. So firstly, I would like to introduce you to today's speaker, Ms. Indira Kaur Aluwalia. She is a cancer survivor and I am happy that you are here with us today, ma'am, to share your journey. So over to you, ma'am. Please start with your introduction. Sonali, thank you so much. It's a privilege to be at this uh, event and be part of this journey that many of us as fellow warriors are fighting together. Uh, I am, I've been living with cancer since 20, uh, 2007 and have lived with God's grace an incredibly complete life as I've done it. So I've been an entrepreneur and an executive in the federal government's uh, contracting space in, in the Washington DC area. Okay. So what cancer type it was and at what stage it got diagnosed? It was advanced breast cancer with bone metastases. Um, I discovered it at stage four, which was in the time frame of April, May, 2007. Okay. So what were the symptoms and how it got diagnosed? The symptoms weren't typical. Um, I actually started at the end of 2006 with a lot of pain in my hips and in my back. Uh, and over the course of maybe October, November, December, I was having a hard time even walking or climbing steps. And the pain was something that I had, um, was debilitating. It was severe. And I went through the necessary tasks and I tried to get an answer and they felt it was um, a herniated disc. Okay. They gave me some painkillers and it seemed to mitigate a bit, but it never really went away. And then I discovered about February or March, about February or March of 2007, a thickening under my right nipple. And it didn't feel normal. And there was no pain initially. And then there was this pain right from the, right through the right breast. And it, again, none of these were typical symptoms of breast cancer. It just felt odd. There wasn't a severe pain. There were no lumps, there was no pus. Um, I didn't feel sick beyond that. The back pain was sort of there, but I was managing it. I was very busy. I was moving forward. Um, so it's when we started testing and it took a couple of months to get the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. It seemed that it, it was advanced breast cancer, which actually had already spread to my bones. And so the symptoms that I first got was pain in my skeletal um, in my skeleton. Um, and so it's advanced breast cancer with bone metastases across from here down through my skeleton. Okay, so what was your first reaction when you got to know that you're diagnosed with cancer and how your family took this news? You know, it's never easy. Um, it's never easy. It's always a shock. There's a lot of um, fear, doubt that comes up. And ultimately, you have to um, kind of sit with it for a while. Hmm. But as as one as a patient going through it, 
you really don't have time for for anything because you've got multiple tracks going at the same time. You're trying you're in this discovery phase where you're desperately running from pillar to post, trying to figure out what it is, even while you're questioning myself up. You're questioning yourself to say, am I overreacting? Is this really that bad? Should I pursue it? I have to go to work. I have to tend to the kids. You've got that going. And then you've got your day job and your day and your real life that you're focusing on. Yeah. So in those quiet moments where you're facing up to the pain and you're facing up to what you fear, there is fear. There is doubt. But all through that, um, there was a sense in me of faith, a clear sense that no matter what, I was going to be protected by faith. And my family also has incredible faith. My father had lived with cancer before me, and he'd shown me that even if it seems impossible, you can, you can control your reactions and you can put your your effort towards your best recovery so i had incredible support so what treatment you underwent um i started with chemotherapy because the cancer had already spread and the idea was to um, address it systemically and aggressively and so i went through at that time in 2007 for uh, four drugs, uh, including Herceptin, which I continue on today. It, uh, I take an IV drug in my port every three weeks. I just had treatment two weeks ago. I'm in the mid-cycle. Um, I did not do radiation. I, I chose to do a mastectomy two years later. Okay. So did you try any alternative treatment? You know, at the time, um, I did not, but what I did do to mitigate the side effects of chemo was acupuncture. And it was, um, I don't know how much it influenced the depth of the side effects, but I know it gave me incredible peace and I was able to sleep better through acupuncture. So I wasn't religious about it. I would go when I could, um, but I suddenly started with acupuncture and over time have done more with meditation. So how did you manage your emotional well-being? I don't know that you manage it to the point that you can control it. I think you manage it so you can function. You manage it so you're able to be the parent you want to be for your children. My children were five and three when I was diagnosed. Um, I was running a business. I intended to keep working. I needed the insurance. I needed the paycheck. Um, I also, more than that, felt that it gave me a sense of normalcy. I could continue to be who I was mm. while I was dealing with what could be a deadly cancer. Mm. So who was the support system? The primary support, I would say, was spiritual. It was constant and unconditional and always. It's incumbent upon us to call upon our own God, our own faith, and give it trust. And let that, that place of love carry us yes. without questions, without judgment. Mm -hmm. Just to give into it gives us peace. Uh, materially, I 
feel that the doctors stood by me in a way that allowed me to trust that care. It's one thing for doctors to treat you medically. It's another thing for doctors and technicians and nurses to treat you as a human being. And I, I suspect that I wouldn't tolerate, um, if I can put it that way, not being treated as a human being instead of being a number or a patient. Um, that I think went a long way in us being able to talk about my symptoms and situation. Yeah. Um, my family was an incredible support. I had friends, strangers, prayer groups. I mean, I think that if you open yourself up to the world to get support, the world rises to that challenge. So how was the experience with the doctors and other medical staff? You know, I have to say it, it ran the spectrum. Uh, I had doctors who um, spent an incredible amount of time thinking about my case, calling other doctors, um, consulting, giving me the time when I sat in front of them to ask the questions that um, I had prepared. Uh, so fundamentally, fundamentally important for you to advocate for, your, for the information you need to make the decisions you need to make. Um, I also had doctors who uh, were less understanding, who I think were scared of treating me for cholesterol because they were really concerned about whether there was any value um, to doing that given the cancer. Mm. So there was the there was the doctor who basically said, don't worry about your cholesterol. I don't think that's going to be an issue for you. Um, while I was trying to maintain my general health, you've got to remember I've had the privilege of living for 14 years with this. So I've, I've chosen to live by taking as much as I can of taking responsibility of my overall health as well. So what were the things that helped you and made you happy on this journey? Being alive is a gift. Uh, gratitude is something that I deeply resonate with. Uh, good fortune, understanding the, the opportunity that I've been given so I can continue to be a mother, be a daughter. Uh, those, those things really motivated me deeply. Um, yeah. So, you know, there are times when you feel that it's too much to handle, but you still don't give up. So what do you feel, think that uh, the thing which motivated you the most during those times? I can tell you that the single most important thing that motivated me was being there for my children. Um, I felt that as a parent, God had given me the responsibility of raising them and I wasn't going to walk away from that I was going to do everything I could including putting everything I had in faith that I could continue to raise them and and try not to um, focus on and the, the alternative wasn't to participate so it motivated me deeply I believe deeply in Vaheguru. I believe deeply, deeply in Vaheguru being somebody, being a force that is for good. And that sense of being uplifted and having trust in that, um, I feel moved the needle significantly for me to have a positive mind, to be motivated to be there for my children, yeah. not, and not create the burden of a parent losing a child as well for my parents and family. 
So did you make any lifestyle changes during or after the treatment? I've tried. I'm a very type A person. I have to have multiple things moving at the same time. I am trying to learn about taking better care of myself or of, um, eating better, uh, all the right things one is supposed to do. I am trying not to take what I have for granted, but I, for a good period of time, I, I devoted, uh, I devoted for a good period of time, I, I meditated. I kind of lost track with that. I want to get back to that. Uh, but no, I think that I kept, I kept clear that there must be a purpose for why I'm here. So I, I search for that and I try to fulfill what comes to me. Yes. So do you think cancer has changed you in a positive way? <laughs> That's a difficult question because any experience has the power to change you in a good or, or bad way. Hmm. I mean, in, in either scenario, it's your choice in how you want it to control you. Hmm. So I feel cancer has made me more vigilant. Cancer has made my responsibilities very clear. Cancer has allowed me to not take gratitude for granted. Because I think it's from that place of humility that you can serve and yeah. see your face in this vast universe as a speck. But if you're still a speck and still there, no matter the pain, no matter the fear, you have purpose and you have the capacity to do good. Yes. So what life lessons you got from your cancer journey? You know, one of the most fundamental life lessons I think I got was uh, this concept of maintaining your, your own sense of power, your own dignity, your own uh, desire for what you want to accomplish in life. It's in that moment when you have tremendous doubt and fear that you can say, look, let me just walk right into it and through it and I'll get to the other side. Or I can sit in it. So in that moment where you feel you have no control, when everything is overwhelming you and your body is in pain, allow yourself a breath. And if you allow yourself that breath I have found, you get to that next moment where your breath comes easier. So I feel deeply that as human beings, we've been granted the right to choose our own path. So have you ever asked yourself this question, why me? And if yes, then how you cope up with this thought? No, I, I don't actually ask myself that question. I think that it's actually, if me, what is it that I'm called to do with it? Hmm. Yeah. So it is said that art or any creative thing works as healing. So have you tried any such thing during your cancer journey? You know, right from the beginning, I have uh, known that I would write about the cancer journey. And in, in a few months ago, I published my book, Fast Forward to Hope. Hmm. It's choosing to um, fast forward to hope, choosing to build the power of self. And that is the journey that took me from fear to hope. It took me to this place where I was able to talk fully about the nuances and the challenges and the big decisions that are part of 
the cancer journey as you're getting diagnosed. I find there's been a lot of discussion about treatment and after, um, after treatment, how a person recovers. But I really wanted to spend the time to say what a human being, what a person goes through when they are confronted with the unknown and how you discover your way out of that um, box you're stuck in trying to, trying to develop a solution. Um, so I spent a lot of time on the, the what, what that experience is. And then I've spent a lot of time on how, how was I able to get through it? And I spent time on science, on faith and humanity. And finally, I, the answer to the question why was what is it that I need to step up to do? I needed to pull out my lessons how my lessons would rise above the experience to carry me forward. And I pray that some of these insights and tools can, can help others. So what would be a message to cancer patients and caregivers? I would say the first thing I would say is don't forget the human being you're with the, or the human being you're, you are. I think it's limiting when we start thinking or seeing another person just as one part of their identity. Cancer has one major influence, but you are the rest of, the rest of you is still alive and vibrant and needed to get through this journey. So it's really essential to me that I am seen, I'm heard and I can, I can continue to live my life as who I am rather than as somebody who may be dying or somebody who's suffering or somebody who has cancer by giving us survivors, fighters, warriors, the opportunity to be seen as who we were before the diagnosis and who we can be in our lives gives us wings. It allows us to uh, participate fully in life rather than in the one sliver that we're struggling with. So how did you overcome your fear of treatment or side effects? You know, I have to say my father, um, the first day before I went into the chemotherapy, you know, I, I had in mind the toxicity of the chemo and the side effects. And um, I, was, I was anxious, I was worried. And my father said, think of it as under. Think of it as healing. Think of it as a gift from God and accept it. I think that I was able to exhale. I was able to release my pent up worry and fear and walk into the chemo lounge from the perspective that I was going with my parents' blessings and from the perspective of healing rather than fighting the good medicine. So when did you think that I can beat this disease or was this belief always there with you? I it wasn't a question of whether I would win or lose or fight the disease. I knew I would get past it. It doesn't matter that I live with cancer right now. I am living my life. I am I'm enjoying the opportunity to raise my children. I'm enjoying celebrating birthdays with my family. I'm enjoying the work I do. Um, I, I'm enjoying that it's fall in Washington. Um, I think that 
when it becomes a transaction or a yes or no answer, we get lost in how far we progress in that fight. Versus if we live fully, accept that there is this one challenge, it doesn't control us. So did you join any support group? If so, then how did it help? You know, I think the support group I had was my inner circle of friends and family. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that carried me. I think that allowed me to speak from those aspects that I needed to deal with emotionally. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's important to, to be free with your emotions so you can share them. Your caregivers are struggling to know how to help you. Um, they don't want to ask the wrong questions. They're desperate to give you support. And as a patient, sometimes we are dealing with so much strain. Uh, we're not able to see beyond our own pain. But on the other hand, sometimes we don't want to burden the caregivers with more of our pain. Um, and when I wrote my book, I was fearful about the burden it would cause to those who loved me because I've been transparent about the pain. Mm -hmm. But I found that it's been freeing. I found that people have understood and that understanding creates a mutuality where we can connect deeply and inherently support each other. So this concept of sharing is allowing for shared humanity. So do you have the fear of reoccurrence? If yes, then how you Every deal day. with it? Yeah. Every day. And I think I deal with it by saying, I'm not going to ignore it. I have just done my bone scan on, on Friday. Today is Saturday. I don't have the results. I go for tests every four weeks, four months. Every test can have a different answer than the one I want. This is where I have to keep faith that if there's work that I need to do in this life, my journey will continue. And I pray so. So what do you think is the other stigmas attached to cancer and the importance of awareness for it? I think that there are stigmas associated with cancer as any other, plus any other disease. Um, I think there's a sense of shame or a desire to hide, um, which adds incredible burden because not only are you dealing with a medical condition, you're dealing with hiding it. So you can't release it. You can't release it out of your mind. You can't release it out of your body. You can't release it out of your emotion because you're going to keep it so tight and you want it and you it becomes um, an elephant on your chest over and above the pain in your body. Hmm. I think that society, everybody in society, I have to say, has some ill that has happened in their body or in their family. Uh, I think that judgment is a way for people to cope with their own defenses. And the idea of stigma is disempowering both to the person who's doing the judgment as well as to the person receiving it. And I have been open because I'll tell you that anytime you hear of another human being suffering, 
in that one moment you pray or you wish them well. I think the human tendency is for good. I think that society creates judgment to protect its standards or protect its own um, covers. Hmm. But if we let our own instincts guide us, then, and if we reach out, even with a look, even with a word, we can get past the judgment that we use to separate ourselves. At Zen Onco.io, we help cancer patients through their journey, like from diagnosis to forever. So what do you think about our work? I think it's noble. It's incredibly important. Your platform is comprehensive. It allows you to get medical treatment. It, gets, it allows you to find alternative complementary treatment. It connects you to people. It creates community. It is a labor of love and it is a sacrifice because it's about giving from people like yourself and Ali and your, your team and your founders are doing work that is heavily emotional. You're carrying people's pain when you have this conversation. And I commend you for giving of yourselves in this way to uplift others. It's an honor to be a part of this. So if you have to sum up your journey in one sentence, then what would that be? I tried. Yeah. It, it's been, it's been uh, I tried and I am grateful for every experience. So thank you so much for your valuable time. I am sure this session really motivates people out there who have traveled or been traveling through this journey. So it was lovely having you here today with us, Indira Ma'am. So once again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you.